0: Welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dio Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, digging deep into Romans.
1: Eternal Rock of Ages, we bless you. Our Father in heaven, we glorify you. Thank you for life. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity unto us. We are so grateful mm. that we are counted among the living today.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Father, we have approached unto you even this evening. We've come to your holy written word with reference. Open up the word to us tonight. Amen. Illuminate the highs of our understanding. Amen. Teach us Amen. lessons of life, things Amen. to do, Amen. what to live by. Amen. That's why we've come tonight. Yes, Lord. Let Your name alone be glorified. Amen. Let there be outbreak of miracles, healing Amen. Amen. in each one's body. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive hot tonight. Yes, Lord. And we glorify Your name. Amen. In Jesus' blessed name. We have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. amen, amen. So, we are back again in the book, the exciting book of Romans, one of the 13 epistles or the uh, uh, New Testament letters written by Paul, the apostle, uh, to the body of Christ. The same church that started in the book of Acts of the apostle, chapter 2, is still the same church that we belong to today, Hmm. the church of Jesus Christ. So this book was written for just purpose of history in the uh, year of the Lord, 57 to 58, written to the believers in Rome, primarily. As at that time, like we have said repeatedly, Paul has not met them physically. He has only been hearing testimonies of how their faith is working. Faith in God, faith in Christ is producing. As at that time, the believers were going through all manner of challenges, tribulations, pressure from the ungodly world. Uh, But they were standing strong. So Paul felt inclined to write to them for three purposes. Number one, to uh, focus them on the good news of Jesus. Uh, to talk about the, the liberating power in the gospel of Christ. Remember that favorite verse in chapter one, verse 16, I am not afraid, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. So there is a liberating power in the gospel. Secondly. He wrote this letter to communicate the point that the grace of God and the glory or the power of God, the awesomeness of God, the majesty of God are all wrapped up in the gospel. The gospel reveals the love of God to us. That's the third purpose. Those are the three uh, purposes for which Paul felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to detail this extraordinary uh, 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 gospel of Christ uh, uh, to them, talking about sin, about uh, the works of Satan and what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. Why Satan and sin is no more the issue. Our response and the knowledge that we have uh, becomes uh, the issue of our life as Christians. So we have been camping around chapter 2 now for a while so we are going to go through chapter 2 again uh, the pastor will read to us like she, she normally does and we are just going to flow with the Holy Spirit uh, get your Bible in whatever shape you have it on your phone, on your iPad or hardcover Bible or uh, in any shape just get it grab your notebook and a bottle of water, I have mine here and let's take an adventure in the word of God. Amen. Pastor?
0: Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm going to be reading from the, uh, the Passion Translation again. Uh, we've been dwelling in this scripture from that translation. It's been awesome. I would read from verse 1 up to verse 24 today. Amen. Amen. No matter who you are, before you judge the wickedness of others you had better remember this you are also without excuse for you are too guilty for you too are guilty of the same kind of things when you judge others and then do the same things they do you condemn yourself we know that god's judgment falls upon those who practice these things god is always right because he has all the facts and no matter what who you think you are When you judge others who do these things and then do the same things yourself, what makes you think that you will escape God's judgment? Mm -hmm. Do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take him for granted and despise him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been to you? Don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance. Do you realize that all the worth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you into repentance? But because of your calloused heart and refusal to change direction, you are piling up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment is revealed. For he will give to each one in return for what he has done. For those living in constant goodness and doing what pleases him, Seeking an unfading glory and honor and imperishable imperishable virtue will experience eternal life. But those governed by selfishness and self-promotion whose hearts are unresponsive to God's truth and would rather embrace unrighteousness will experience the fullness of wrath. Anyone who does evil can expect tribulation and distress to the Jew first and also to the non-Jew. But when we do what pleases God, we can expect unfading glory, true honor, and a continual peace to the Jew first and also to the non-Jew. For God sees us without partiality. When people who have never been exposed to the law of Moses commit sin, they will still perish for what they do. And those who are under the law of Moses and fail to obey it are condemned by the law. For it is not merely knowing the law that makes you right with God, but doing all that the law says that will cause God to pronounce you innocent. For example, whenever people who don't possess the law as their birthright commit sin, it still confirms that a law is present in their consciousness. For when they instinctively do what the law requires, Mm -hmm. that becomes a law to govern them even though they do have mosaic law. It demonstrates that the requirements of the law are woven into their hearts. They know what is right and wrong, for their conscience validates this law in their hearts. Their thoughts correct them in one instance and commend them in another. So this judgment will be revealed on the day when God, through Jesus the Messiah, judges the hidden secrets of people's hearts. And their response to my gospel will be the standard of judgment used in that day. Now, you claim to be a Jew because you lean upon your trust in the law and boast in your relationship with God. And you claim to know the will of God and to have the moral high ground because you've been taught the law of Moses. You are also confident that you are a qualified guide to those who are blind. A shining light to those who live in darkness. You are confident that you are a true teacher of the foolish and immature. All because you have the treasury of truth and knowledge in the law of Moses. So let me ask you this. Why don't you practice what you preach? You preach, don't steal. But you are a thief. You are swift to tell others. Don't commit adultery. But you are guilty of adultery. You say, I hate idolatry and false gods, but you do but do you withhold from the true God what is due to him? Even though you boast in the law, you dishonor God, the lawgiver, when you break it. For your actions seem to fulfill what is written. God's precious name is cursed among the nations because of you. Amen.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. I'm fired up. Now, we're just going to dive into it from where we stopped last week. Uh, Pastor, um, uh, let's look at that verse 4 again. Okay. Verse 4. And we st- there is a key word there that we want to key in on again mm-hmm. as we just jump ahead now. In verse 4, it says again here, uh, it said, Do the riches of God's extraordinary kindness, make you take him for granted and despise him. Now, the Holy Spirit ministered to me again this this afternoon that Mm -hmm. God, to to emphasize that God is extraordinarily kind. Mm -hmm. Extraordinarily, not Mm -hmm. just kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, another scripture said, God is Mm long-suffering. He bears with us long. And this has made people to come up with This false teaching that they said, Peter wrote about it. He said, since the fathers have fallen asleep, everything has remained as it is. Mm. So where is the promise of his coming? The same thing people are saying, oh, well, ungodly people are making it. Mm. Nothing Mm. is happening to them. Mm. They are living long. They are having money. They are buying a house. But God, that is because God is extraordinarily kind and his kindness is targeted towards melting our heart Mm. to repentance. Mm. Mm. So the key word we want to look at today is repentance. Mm. Repentance uh, is not being sorry like you taught us last week. Repentance is a change of heart. And God is patient, extraordinarily patient, good and kind to us to bring us to the place where uh, we can have a change of heart mm-hmm. and begin to live according to his dictates, according to the leading of his spirit, which will be in line with his word. Mm-hmm. God is not looking for, like I've said many times, God is not looking for your mistakes. He's looking to help you get on the winning train. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. We must understand why God is tolerant. That's why he said, don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance. God hates evil. God is not an evil God. Mm -hmm. He hates anything evil. But he knows where we are coming from. And is patient to walk with us. To get us to the point where we'll become prompt to yield. And do what is right. Yes. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. That needs to be emphasized. That, Mm. yeah, it may look as if nothing is happening. But we can be sure, just like you are sure that tomorrow we come, that there will be a judgment on the wickedness of men. God's wrath will come. Just like Jesus will come again. Mm -hmm. And he will not come as a baby. He will come to Mm judge. That is, you can take it to any bank. And you 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 can cash out on it, amen. Now, uh, that spoke to me. Mm, mm. Uh, now, if you look at verse seven again. Now, even verse five, you spoke about that. Verse five last week, the Carlos, the mm, a Carlos mm, heart, mm, mm. a hardened heart, mm. a heart that has been that has become insensitive mm, to mm. the promptings of the Holy Spirit.
0: You were saying, you know, when you're talking about God, people mistake, his tolerance for acceptance, uh-huh. his long suffering for accepting evil. And God cannot behold evil. He does not accept evil in any form. You know, so the people that uh, we're talking about that are saying that, well, you know, some there are some people that are multi-millionaires that are billionaires and they don't even know God. Uh-huh. You know, how come they are rich? It does not mean that God is tolerating them or accepting them. Oh, yeah. Like you have said, it's just giving them the long suffering he's giving them you know his extraordinary and extravagant kindness so Mm. that they can have the opportunity to change
1: yeah and that is that's very basic you see hell was not designed for man Mm. god did not design hell it was not in the original plan that man will go to hell Mm. you are god's prized creation You know the book of Ephesians said we are uh, Colossians said we are God's masterpiece. Mm, Ephesians two ten ten said we are God's masterpiece. In fact, the whole universe was was made for His man. Mm, mm. That shows the amount of value this great God has for human beings, and that's why He's so tolerant because it's not it's 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 something that is bitter for Him to see his prized creation, mm. the epitome of his creation, mankind go with Satan to hell. And that's why he tolerates, he overlooks, he, 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 he send people to admonish, he, 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 the Holy Spirit to encourage, now nah, don't do that son, don't come here son, do this son, daughter, don't. but over the years, we have taken his, his tolerance uh, as acceptance.
0: Even a natural father would want, would not, not, no natural father would want their child to, to end up, you know, in a bad place. Mm. They're always, always, no, regardless of what is going on, they would always be
1: hopeful for that
0: child mm. to come back home.
1: Mm. And the danger of uh, uh, not repenting, like we say, repentance is a change of heart. Not repent, not changing your heart, especially when God, by his word, by his spirit, by his ministers, and they are pointing and calling out things you are doing that this is wrong, you shouldn't be on this uh, 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 pathway, this one leads nowhere. That's what verse 5 is uh, addressing. Mm. If you refuse to change direction, direction you get to a point where you dull the sensitivity of -hmm. your spirit, your heart. Mm -hmm. Your conscience becomes dull, Mm seared. So the Holy Spirit is there for as a Christian, Mm -hmm. but you are so, it's like, you are dull-hearted, you are not hearing him anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a danger, my sister, my brother, honestly, that's a dangerous place to be where the voice of God is... Almost zero to you uh, it's a dangerous place to be because danger locks at the door amen so uh, they said the people that have gone uh, come to that point they are only piling up for themselves the anger of God. You know, you, now that you're talking about,
0: you know, not refusing to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, the basic example that I have was a few weeks ago, I went out with some girls, from young ladies from the church, and we were deliberating, and they were talking about dressing, how, you know, to dress as believers and stuff like that, and I, I, we got to a point that we, we started to, and I, I started to tell them that, you know, even when you put on clothes, before you leave home, the Holy Spirit will tell you that you don't need anyone to tell you that your outfit is, you know, is not good. I said the Holy Spirit would have, and they were like, yeah, that's true. You know, there's nothing that we do that is, that could be, we could be going wrong that the Holy Spirit would not speak to us. But the issue is we have so, so many times, you know, like maybe that singular action of dressing. The Holy Spirit would have told us that, you know, this outfit you are putting on is not really right. But you, you heard him, but you looked in the mirror, and the mirror tells you something else. You know, your, your flesh tells you something. Well, you know what? Beyonce wears this thing. You know, people have seen, even some pastors' wives wear it. What's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. You know, so you have actually, in that instance, decided to disobey the Holy Spirit. The next time you do it, the Holy Spirit will still say something. But if you keep not listening to him, it will become good for you. So, you find out that it is no longer wrong for you to dress that particular way because you are so used to it, you are so dulled out the, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's what Carlos Heart is, you know, means in this instance
1: here. Yeah. Uh, and if, even looking at that in the broad picture, uh, the book of this book of Romans if by the time we get to like chapter 7 we begin to see that even for us as Christians there are two ways we can live we can live by the flesh or we can live following the spirit because he said to be fleshly minded is death and the, the the example you have given is the flesh minded a carnal christian where We rationalize things and we look at the world Mm -hmm. and say, well, it's okay to people, it's generally accepted. Mm -hmm. Or we are following the promptings of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And he said those who who, who follow to be spiritually minded, is life and peace. Mm -hmm. But to do things looking at it from the acceptance of people and how many people are doing it, how many followers they have. Mm -hmm. He told us that it will lead to death, not Physical death, perceive, uh, But s- death in the Bible means separation from God. Mm. It will separate us from the best of God. Because the Holy Spirit will not be able to walk in us f- in the fullness of the Spirit. And deliver to us all that we are supposed to have. Not because God doesn't want to. But because we are hindering him by not listening to him. Mm. Uh, even in the natural, you are a parent. You have... Two, two or three children, one is constantly rebelling, not changing, not listening to you, you will not be disp- uh, uh, disposed to doing things for that child. Mm. It's natural. Mm. You just want to, the ones that are listening to you, the ones that are following your instruction, those are the ones who gravitate to naturally. It's natural. The same thing for God. Even though God loves us all, he doesn't love anybody less, but the, 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 the uh, experiencing his presence and his goodness are kind of depend on how yielded we are to him. Mm. Especially when he says, son, don't do this, mm. do this, uh, say this, go here. And you said, no, everybody's doing this. And you know, we just, we rationalize the voice of the Holy Spirit mm. to the point where we develop a callous heart mm. Mm. that becomes insensitive. So it's prompting, Amen. and if you have been now understand, God is not a, like an headmaster. You miss it, then He came you six times. No, 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 no. He is extraordinarily kind, and but don't over, don't think because He's kind, He's tolerating. So what you are doing is okay, and like so, I we were talking that somebody asked us a question last week. Said as a Christian, a Christian. Uh, is it possible for you to sin and not know? And we're looking at it from the work of the Holy Spirit in us is practically impossible. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit, uh, John 16, 13, mm-hmm. said it will teach you, it will guide you, mm-hmm. it will lead you into mm-hmm. all the truth. So when you are, when you are, when, when you are the Holy Spirit is saying this way, and to to what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. It's going a different route than the Holy Spirit is saying, go. So you know, he will tell you that you will lose peace. There will be something, like I I told the the individual, something will scratch you down there. Now, what you now do to that scratching is important. Mm. Do you now repent and follow or you rationalize and stay on the path you are going? You keep doing that, the lesser of his voice you will hear. Mm. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us, to live the Christian life but we must be yielded to him. Mm -hmm. We must be yielded to him. Uh, We just don't chat. our, now, you know, there's a scripture that says, it is not a man that walks to direct his steps. Mm -hmm. We are not, I'm I'm not supposed to lead myself. Mm -hmm. There's a spirit There is a spirit that's, the Holy Spirit, that's supposed to lead me. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit cannot lead you right, uh, lead you wrong. Wrong. It will always, Jesus said, he will not speak on his own, but he will validate the word. The Holy Spirit always leads us in line with the, the word, word of, God. of God. And that's what he's talking about with the people that doesn't have the law. Mm, mm. He said, there is a law Inside in their conscience. Yes, The Holy Spirit is there. He said, they know, they know, verse 15 said, they know what is right, what is wrong. God has put a Noah in all of us. But the more we persist in doing what we know is wrong, the more hardened we'll become in disobedience, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there is a judgment. Disobedience has already been judged.
0: And and one thing that I just want to quickly add is, because many people think that once they disobey the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will leave them. No, the Holy Spirit cannot. I mean, the, we will pray, go, no, not, I they will even pray. Do not, do not leave me. Take your spirit. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit would not leave us because we have been sealed by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside. It's as if you are saying that your kidney will leave you if if you don't attend to it. Your kidney may spoil, but and they may remove. But the Holy Spirit is resident inside of us. He lives inside of us. He will not leave leave us, but we may get to a point that we cannot hear him anymore because we have hardened our hearts. And that's what we are talking about here. So don't ever feel that the Holy Spirit will leave you. Now, in
1: fact, he already told us, he said, I will will never never leave 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 you. you, I will not... And Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will be in you forever. Forever.
0: Because I I, I I hear people pray, Holy Spirit, come back. Holy Spirit, come. It not go again. anywhere. Come and enter. Come here again. No. If, he, if
1: he left you, then you are not born again. <laughs> if you are born again, you got the Spirit of God in you. Mm-hmm. But you may not be following him. Mm-hmm. You may be living by uh, a carnal life mm-hmm. where you do everything by human reasoning and the way you feel.
0: Yes. Yes. But
1: it will lead you to being separated from the best of God. Yes. That's that's the danger of it. It opens the door of your life to Satan. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Because the Holy Spirit is saying, Hey, there is like he told Cain, he said, the enemy is at the door. But what did Cain do? He had in his heart, mm-hmm. Am I my brother something? Mm. He said, Why are you angry at your brother? Mm. If, you, if you do well, will let you not be accepted. Mm-hmm. But instead for Cain to re, to adjust his way, he persisted. Mm-hmm. And to the point where he became angry at his brother, envious, and killed him. To the point of killing. So there is always the devil by the door. So and the Holy Spirit said, don't, don't open the door. But you said, no, am I this? Am I that? No, this looks good. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing it. And then we open the door of our life to him. Mm-hmm. And then we come and say, oh, God this. No.
0: No, it's not God. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about just an example of GPS. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know you have the GPS inside of your mm-hmm. car and it's telling you turn around because you are going the wrong direction. Uh-huh. There is a ditch down there, the road ends a dead end and the the GPS is telling you keep saying turn turn around turn mm-hmm. around but probably you've put your radio too loud, you can't hear him anymore. Mm. You know, the other mm. f- things are taking your focus. You are listening to other things. You can't listen. Mm. The GPS will not stop talking. Yeah. It will still tell you to turn around. Mm. But if you don't turn around, you get to that dead end, you might end up in a yeah. ditch with the GPS still yeah. inside the car.
1: Amen. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can, at the end of the day, you can come and say, oh, this is a bad GPS. No, it's not. But, you know, <laughs> you can say that to people to rationalize. And, but at the end of the day, the, it wasn't the GPS it fault. It was you. It was you that was not paying attention mm. to what he's saying. Amen. Hallelujah. So, verse 7 said, those living in constant goodness and doing what pleases God, seeking unfading glory an honor, an imperishable virtue, they will experience the God kind of life, eternal life. Let's look at this scripture very well. Uh, Living in constant goodness, that talks about doing what you, the word of God says is good, the Holy Spirit said is good, and you know is good, Hmm. constantly, not occasionally. So it's a life. Now, this is not talking about something I do once a week. Mm-hmm. This is talking about how to live. He said, those living. Mm-hmm. This is the way a Christian is supposed to live. Mm. Constantly doing what is good. And then doing what pleases God. Mm-hmm. That, which includes walking by faith, uh, which includes tolerating others, which is includes uh being obedient, a lot of everything else that is associated. Associated with this, then not self-seeking, mm. seeking unfading glory. I discover in my meditation today that people are seeking glory, mm. but this—the Bible said this—there is the unfading glory, and then there is the glory that fades. Mm-hmm. So, which one am I seeking?
0: Mm.
1: Now, Satan showed Jesus; he showed him. The Bible said he showed him the glory of the world. With all the the, the glamour. And he said, bow down to me. I will give this to you. For it has been delivered to me. Mm -hmm. That is glory that fades. Power, money, prestige, position in life. They fade. But the unfading glory is the one that God gives to us. The crown of glory Mm -hmm. that is promised to every believer. And Jesus said, no, no. No, I am after unfading glory. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be seeking after. The the majesty of God. Walking in the anointing of God. That should be our... To seek after means to pursue. Mm -hmm. These things are not automatic. And then, honor. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul said, if I am still pursuing honor from people, then I am not qualified to be called a servant of God. Mm -hmm. Now, I can seek honor from people or I can seek honor from God. There are two different things. To seek honor from people is to seek people's acceptance. You want to be in their good book, Mm. you will, uh, uh, Daddy always tell us, our spiritual father always says something, he said, if you don't take a stand for something, you will fall for everything. Mm. You take a stand, I want God's honor and that means I'm going to do it God's way. People may leave you, they may condemn you, but you's one with God is always the majority. We must be conscious of that. Am I seeking honor from people? I, am I pursuing people to like me and accept me? So I, don't, I do things their way, or I'm doing things the way of God. And then he said, they, they pursue imperishable virtue, mm.
0: the
1: character of God. Mm. Uh, uh, Galatians chapter five verse twenty two to twenty three listed those imperishable virtues. Those are the things in God. Those are the things we must pursue as a Christian. Ah, uh, in fact, let's let's read Galatians five twenty two. He said, but the fruit. Let's read it in the uh, Amplified Classic. It's amazing there. It's amazing. Amplified said, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the walk which is presence within accomplish. This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to build in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, even forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, ah, gentleness, self-control, humility, self-reliance, continence. Those are the character of God. Those are the things that are found in Jesus. And God wants to build them in us. So we talk about seeking and growing in the fruit of the spirit. This is in us. Mm. But we must acknowledge what God has put in us and work it out. Cultivate it. Cultivate it. Let it come up. And uh, we change the way we used to live. We used to believe selfishly. Mm. It's all about me. Mm. That's the way we all came into Christianity. We were born with that satanic nature. It's all about me. Ah, Chicken eat chicken. The end justifies the means. Those, that is the way of the world. It doesn't matter how many people I pull down as long as I make it to the top. Mm-hmm. But the way of God is different. Mm. The way of God is love. The way of God is joy, is self-control, is discipline. It's watching out for the interest of others. So we must build and change the way we do things. We are no more in the camp of the enemy. Mm. We must realize where we are. Mm-hmm. These are the things in me and I must cultivate them. Amen. So seek unfading glory. Mm. Paul said at the end of his earthly walk, he said, I have finished the work. Mm. I have completed. The, he said, now I am. There with me, the crown of glory, which is promised to everyone mm. that gets to the finish line. And even in natural races, you start a relay they won't give you anything until, until you, finish. you finish the race. Yes, yes. And not everybody that finishes the race gets something. Mm-mm. So he said, I, so I fight not as just beating the hair." Mm-hmm. He said, I run to win. Yes. Set a goal. I am seeking unfading glory. I am pursuing honor from God, imperishable virtue. That's the way that becomes the direction for my life. Mm-hmm. So, we are not just existing and yes. just floating with all kind of winds. They said A hey, today, okay, it's A. It's B tomorrow, is B. No, no, no. Your life must have a purpose. I am pursuing. Paul said, I want to arrest God. He wanted to capture the anointing. He wants Christ to live 100% in Him. Yes. That is a life to emulate. That's what I'm going for. Amen. And every day I'm pursuing it. I'm not there yet. Amen. Like Paul said, I'm. But I've left where I used to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's look at one more verse there. What about verse 8? Verse 8. Those governed, they are under this government. What government? Selfishness. Self-promotion. Whose hearts are unresponsive. That's what we've been talking about. Unresponsive to God's truth. truth. It's not that the God's truth is not coming to them. Mm -hmm. They are not responding Mm -hmm. by choice. And they have brought themselves to the point of Mm callousness. He said, this is, they already judged. He said, they will experience the fullness of wrath. This cannot change. If I don't want to, now the question is, if I don't want to to experience the fullness of God's wrath, then I need to amend my ways by the help of the Holy Spirit and change direction because if I keep going that way, that's where I will end up. Mm. And God already said what will happen to those who go that way? So it's no more, oh, how can a good God still put people No, no, no. He already told you there is a ditch there, just like you mentioned the GPS. The GPS already said there is a ditch. It's not that the GPS want to put you in the ditch. Mm -mm. The GPS was given to make you not fall into, into it. The ditch. Because there is a ditch there already. Mm. There, the end is the wrath of God. It's there already. But the Holy Spirit is to guide us so we don't end up there. Mm-hmm. And when we respond to him, if we don't respond to him, that is inevitable. We're going to end up there. Mm-hmm. Even though we are Christians. and we must. Because we are under grace doesn't mean I can just do anything mm-hmm. and escape what God already judged. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen.
0: And it would not be God's fault.
1: It will not be God's fault. <laughs> it will be my stupidity. Mm-hmm. If they said there is a ditch there, uh, now the GPS sees more than I see. Yes. I, I, it's a revelation to me <laughs> that the GPS are seeing more than I see. And at times it will tell me there is an object on the road. <laughs> and I'm looking, I don't see, but by the time I move further, I'll see the you object. See. say, oh, this thing can see mm-hmm. farther than my 2020 vision. The same thing, there is even one that is better than a natural GPS. Mm. It's called the Holy Spirit Spirit. precision instrument. It tells you, hey, hey, watch out. That's dangerous. Mm. Mm.
0: God's positional device.
1: Yeah, and I'll be stupid to look around and say, I don't see any danger. (laughs) It sees the next 5, 10, 15 years. I'm looking only to two minutes ago. That's what I'm looking at. Mm. So that's why I said it would be my stupidity. I think one of the
0: reasons that many of us are having issues with following the Holy Spirit is because we don't trust
1: him. Yeah.
0: And the Holy Spirit can be trusted. Yeah. We can trust him because, like you said, he knows he knows the heart of the Father. He's the one the Bible says that he only he would only reveal the word of God. Take from the Father and and reveal reveal to show
1: you what will happen.
0: And God is the only one that is omniscient. Yeah. He's the only one that knows oh. all things. Oh,
1: say that again. What about Satan?
0: Satan is not omniscient.
1: Thank you. Satan, Thank Satan
0: you. only has experience. At
1: times we think Satan is all knowing too and all mm-hmm. powerful.
0: No, he's not. He just has over 6,000 years of experience. Yes. <laughs> More than we do. So he has seen these things. If, I mean, if I take this pen and I turn it this way, mm. I know that it's going to close. Because I have done it before. Several times I have done it. So I don't... Because I've already experienced it. Now, if it's a toddler that has never seen it before, they will still be trying to do this because they've never experienced it before. That is the advantage the devil has over human beings because he has been here. He's gone to and fro everywhere. He's seen people listen to him and fall before people not listen to him and you know live before. So he knows he has this experience. That's all he has. He has no power. He's
1: been around longer than all of
0: us. Yes, he has no power. he has no salvation, mm-hmm.
1: amen. <laughs> you know, they told us he has no power, uh, he, he, has, he power, has power, but no, salva- no salvation. Hey, he has none, <laughs> he's a loser, he's a bozo. <laughs> uh, that's who he is. You, you need to tell him, Hey, hey, loser, I know you, I know better than what you are saying. Mm-hmm. You are you now, nah, times you need to tell him the end, like Brother Copeland would say, sit Satan down and tell him how his future is gonna be
0: mm-hmm.
1: that he's going to that lake of fire. He will run away from you, yes. Because he knows you know
0: yes. that he has been judged, yes.
1: Ha. So now let's look at. Um, so we want to make sure we are not governed. We are not living under the government of self. Mm. It's very dangerous to live for self. That all you think about is yourself. Ah. Mm. Mm. Uh, so we we move to uh, look at uh, verse uh, verse. I see verse twelve. When people, who, uh, even verse 11, it said, God sees us all without partiality. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to come there and uh, let it sink into us. God is no respecter of person. Mm-hmm. All through the biblical history, God deals with people uh, the same. The same, in other words, that uh, what God said is wrong is wrong for everyone. It's not going to bend and twist his standard mm-hmm. for any man's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is we, that us, that needs to change to adapt to his standard. Mm-hmm. God doesn't uh, love you more than he loves me. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus made that prayer clear in John chapter 17. Uh, I think in verse 23. He said, Father, show them that you love them as, as you have much. loved me. Yes, sir. God loves me and you just as much, not less, as He loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now, can you imagine how much God loved Jesus? That is how much God loves you and I. Not less. In fact, I can't improve God's love for me. You cannot make God love you less. For God so loved the world.
0: You know, sometimes I think, I, I, and this is just a thought that comes to my mind from time to time, that God might even love me more than he loves Jesus. Because if he can kill Jesus because of me, oh. then he must love me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that, well, he, well, Jesus, a sacrifice has to be made, but he raised Jesus up. He raised him up. <laughs> and uh, set him at the right hand. Oh. But the, that, the scripture has made it clear. That he loves us with an everlasting
0: life. Yes, yes, yes. Ah,
1: so because he loves us, then what about the issue of reward? Is he going to reward us all the same? That will be unfair and unjust. He's going to give to everyone what they have done. Hmm. To Christians, what they have done in the body. Yes. To unbelievers for rejecting Jesus. J-
0: their judgments.
1: Those are the two things unbeliever, they reject Jesus. They, they, to reject Jesus is to side with Satan.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: There is no in-between. No, no. And for those that have, those of us that have received Jesus, now our works, what we do, how we yield to him, how we allow him to work, that determines our reward. Mm. But you will be in heaven because you are with Christ. You have yes. eternal life. Yes, but yes. you may, you know, like somebody said, you may be in a boy's or somewhere. I don't know. But uh, we will not be rewarded, there's no socialism in heaven. Mm. Everyone will receive their reward. Mm. Because Paul spoke, he said some, their works will be burned. Mm. He said some, their work. He said every man's work will be judged by fire. Mm. If but they, all of us will still make heaven, those of us in Christ, mm. but we will not receive it. And that's why it's important, now that we are born again, now that we are children of God, How well are we doing? That's the purpose of this Bible study. Mm -hmm. So that by the time we get to him, he can say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Mm. Reign with me. Mm. That's I want to reign with him. I want to hear, Well done, good and I don't want to hear, well are you done? Are you done? (laughs) Well, are you done or well done? That, both of them have almost the same words, but they are arranged differently. So, hey, well, are you done with everything now? That's your no, sit down. Uh, or well done. Now, a man, I, I, I can't prove it from scripture, but I love the Stephen experience. The Bible said Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. But by the time Stephen was going home, He said, he behold heaven, and he saw Jesus, and he announced it. He said, I see him standing. What made Jesus to stand up for Stephen? Because of his walk of faith. He stand with Christ. Even in the face of stones. he never disowned Jesus. He stood with him to the very last and he committed his spirit to Jesus, and Jesus stood up for him, and you only stand up to receive people, honorable people, Mm -hmm. oh, welcome home, son. I want Jesus, if possible, to stand up when I'm done, Mm. and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Come on home. That's the kind of reception I want, not, well, are you done, like (laughs) you said. So that's very important. Uh, Our prayer is that it will not be well, are you done? That be, you will hear. It will be the other well done. You have done well. You have done well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now in verse, uh, going down again, there's something we need to talk about before the time runs out. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, I think verse 21. Uh, I don't know whether we can jump there. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, because we have been on this. Uh, uh, now let's look at, uh, uh, Let's look at the unbelievers, uh, the Jews, and the Gentiles. Mm. Let's look at that a little bit. Uh, In verse 14, he said, for example, whenever people who don't possess the law, those who are not Jews, because the Bible said to the Jews is committed the laws, the oracles of God. Uh, We have said it before. There are three uh, races of people Mm. mentioned in the Bible. Mm. The, 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 The Jews, the gentiles or the nations and then the church the, church, the christians uh, we are not born as we are not jews Mm-mm. we have never been jews mm-hmm. the jews are the direct descendants of abraham, abraham. Huh? by flesh yeah we belong to what the bible called the greek or the gentiles the mm-hmm. nations mm-hmm. and from the nations because we accepted christ we became the, uh, the Jews that have accepted Christ and people in the nation that have accepted Christ will become what the Bible call the body of Christ. has yeah. yes, the Bible, that's why the Bible said he has broken down the world of separation. He has made one out of two. Mm-hmm. So the body of Christ, we are now in his body. We are the mm-hmm. church of uh, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the church of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, but he said there's the nations. Mm. They don't have the law. Mm. I grew up, even though they tried to impose the law on us, but we were not Jews. We are not meant to follow the law. Mm. Uh Whenever people who don't possess the law as their bat right, Mm -hmm. whenever they commit sin, it still confirms a law is present in in their their conscience. conscience.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I've done dig in here and there to look at this issue of law because the Bible says we are no more under the law But under grace. So the law that was being spoken there were the laws that Moses gave to the Jews. Mm -hmm. We are no more. That law was to point to Jesus, to point the nation to the fact that they need a Messiah, they need a Savior. Mm -hmm. And the Bible said, "Now that faith has come, the law has fulfilled its purpose." Yes. So So that's why the Bible said, "The law has been settled." Jesus said, I have not come to do away with it, but to fulfill it. Yes. He has fulfilled the law. Yes. But now in Christ, as born again, uh, like we were talking about, there are other laws mm. that are not the code of conduct that we need to live by. Mm. Uh, let's mention some of them because erroneously we think grace, has, grace is anything. No, grace is governed by a different kinds of law. Mm. Now, the first one, the Bible mentioned in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it talks about the law of the spirit of life. That's, let's read that because this is very important. People have said, well, we are under grace. That means anything goes. No, no. God is a God of order. And to have order, there has to be laws, principles, established principles. A law is an established principle that works every time for everyone, anytime, any day. So we are talking about principles in the kingdom. And the first one, this is what the law that brought us into Christ, mm-hmm. that made us born again. It's for the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ, has yes. made us free from, from the law of, the law of, of sin, sin and, and death. death. When we receive Jesus, this law becomes operational. That is the law of being born again. Nobody can be born again without the working of this law. And that's where we start from. Mm-hmm. It's like an enrollment. And we must know that we are under a different law now. Though we are no more under the law of Moses, we are now under the law of the spirit of life, which means we are, our life is to be regulated by the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are to live. That's why in verse 14 of that Romans chapter 8, he said, those that are led by the spirit, they are the sons. The distinguishing mark, of those that are in Christ, or those that have matured in Christ, is the prompting, following the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Not the the babies of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody in the natural get born as a baby, but they don't remain babies. If they remain babies, they will become a nuisance. Mm -hmm. The same way, we got born again into Christ, and this law is there in the fullness of it, but we need to develop with our senses in relation to that law, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible mentioned again the royal law. And we are talking New Testament now. Yes. Uh, because at times we say, oh, there's no law. No, no. there's law, there are principles. D- James mentioned that. He said, if you, uh, Rome, uh, James chapter 2, verse 8. James chapter 2, verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. And you give us the analogy of the rod. Uh, mm-hmm. If you really fulfill the royal mm-hmm. law, Mm-hmm. according to the scripture. So what is the royal law? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the, the, to be royal means the, the, the chief law, the prime law, the, 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 the most important law is this law of love. God is love and the Bible call it the royal law. The royal law is that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Jesus told us in John chapter 13, verse 34. He said, A new commandment I give to you. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, By this, verse 35 he said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples mm-hmm. if you have love for one another. Mm-hmm. That's the royal law. Mm-hmm. That's where are. that's the most important law. Mm-hmm. Because he told us, Hold oh, no man nothing except, except so. to love. Amen. Then so. tell, tell us about how this law is foundational to everything in Christ.
0: Yes, it's like, um, you know, when you want to put a curtain up, you can't hang the curtain right on the wall. The Mm. rod that you use to hang the curtain, that is the love. So the love is what holds all the other laws together, or or every commandment. The love, love is what holds it together. That's the reason Jesus Christ says it, that I have the only commandment I give you, is the commandment yeah. of love, because that's where
1: you can hang every mm-hmm. other thing. Because that's what makes every other thing to work. To work, yes. yes. Joy will not flow if Without you are not love. operating the royal law of law. Yes. Uh, now, the next law that we found in the Bible is the law of faith. Mm-hmm. And we know Galatians say faith works by love. So everything hangs on this royal law. Mm-hmm. And what is the royal law? Once again, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Oh, this is the way some people read it. Love your neighbor if they are lovable. Mm. If they are not lovable, don't love them. That's not what the Bible says. You will come across neighbors that are not lovable. God loves us not because we are lovable, Uh but because he's lovely. Mm. He's love. Mm. Hey, some of us, we we even find it difficult to love ourselves, Mm. to love yourself. But God loves us anyway. Mm. Why? Because he, he is love. And the law of the New Testament, the royal law, is this law of love. So, but there, there is the law of faith. In Romans chapter three, verse 27, this is what the Bible says, Romans chapter three, talking about uh, self-righteousness. It said, we are then is boasting that I've kept the law, I've done this. He said, no, it is excluded. By what law? Is it the law of works, what I have done to earn God's favor? He said, no but by the law of faith. So faith is an established principle. Mm. Faith is governed by law. Mm. There is a law of faith. Mm. And what is that law? Mark eleven twenty three. 23 is that law. He whosoever say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have. That's the how faith works, but it is predicated on o- obedience to the royal law. People have told me, I've made confession, I've given, I've done something. It's not working. You want to ask them, are you obeying the royal law of love? Because you cannot be walking in unforgiveness strive. And, f- and faith or strife. Faith will not work. Mm. And a, a lot of people think they can make faith work mm. we are, while they were holding somebody. What somebody did ten years ago, you are saying you don't know what they have done, they won't go. I'm tying them down, but I'm going to operate faith. it. It won't work. Mm. Why? Because it's the royal law.
0: Mm. Even the the Bible says that the husband should not... Treat
1: his wife right. If not, his prayer will will not not be answered.
0: answered. Yeah, as simple as that. Because to treat somebody right, you must... What if I
1: fast... What if I give seed? You know, it's sometimes you
0: want to go around and around and go around and see and say, okay, I, instead of going directly to what God, God said, says, I will just cut corners. And find ourselves we, just going around and we around. We want
1: to con God, like Brother Copeland would say. You can't con God. <laughs> if you like, you can fast till tomorrow. What God has said, the way he has set things up, is the way they are
0: and you you said it you said a law operates it regardless of where you are regardless of what time it is regardless of who you are yeah. if it's a law it would operate mm. it doesn't matter if you say the law of gravity you mm. live in China mm. it is going to operate in mm. China yeah. whether it's 2 a.m. Or 9 a.m. in the morning. Whether you are 25 mm. years old or you are 52 or you are 72 or hundred Gravity works old, on you. Gravity Your works. Your weight so is irrelevant. It is a law. And it's the same thing that God is saying that yeah. this law, it, these laws are laws. It doesn't matter who you are. So we might just, if we are smart,
1: just submit or to pray, the law. Find out I, how they work and apply yourself to them. That saves you, you know, some other things. A lot of headaches. Yeah, the the, the number four, because of time. We just mentioned those. we kind of pick up next week. Is the law of increase. Mm. Uh, The law of growth, or I also, it can also, some people also call it the law of prosperity, Mm -hmm. or the law of success. Uh, The Bible is a book of law, established principle in God. uh, Mm -hmm. And we find that in Genesis 8, 22. Mm He said as long as the earth remains. Yeah, that's in the Old Testament, but it's a it's a statement that cut across testament. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it said as long as the, the earth, earth remains. remains. So even in the New Testament, the, the earth, earth still, still remains. remains. Amen. And Amen. he said seed, time and, and harvest. harvest will yes. not end. Yes. yes. And he told in Joshua 1:8, he told Joshua, he said this you want success? This Meditate book. in True. my word. Yes. Say only what I say. And then you will make your way successful. And you will prosper and you have good success. Mm-hmm. So if being successful in God is what you want, you can't escape this law of increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said give and it shall mm-hmm. be given. Said, Luke mm-hmm. 6.38, mm-hmm. good measure, press down. Sure. People don't know it's a law. Mm-hmm. I want to be increased financially. God's law says Give.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I I'm not gonna give, I'm gonna save. Then you are not pro you are not operating. So, so you read sparingly. Yep. That's a law of increase in God. Mm-hmm. And number five is the law of confession.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Law of confession. Which which is all the laws yeah. together. <laughs> because your mouth is is the is the compass for your life, Amen. Hebrews 4:14 4, said, Hold on to your confession. Why? Verse 15 said, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize mm-hmm. with what we are going through, but one that is waiting on what we say. Jesus walked with my confession. That's why he said, He that confesses me before men, I will confess before, before the angels. Mm. You don't confess him, he has nothing to present. It's like you go to a court and they say, make your submission. He said, I'm not talking. There is nothing to judge. They will just, they will just say guilty as charged. And, and, and he
0: is the high priest. He's of the high our priest
1: confession. He's waiting. He takes our word to the to Father. To the Father. Mm. So, but we, it doesn't take the word of unbelief, Mm-mm. the word of doubt. It takes the word of faith. Amen. And say, Father, yes. That's why he said, let the weak say, I, I am, am strong. strong. Father is strong and the father says yes Yes, he's strong i agree father you don't jesus won't say father is weak Mm. no no No, he says he's weak oh daddy no (laughs) he doesn't even hear unbelief so god is helping us amen it's eight o'clock can you quickly pray for us glory be to
0: god father in heaven we thank you again for tonight wow lord this is exciting Thank you, thank you for teaching us, oh Lord, thank you for teaching us these principles of your kingdom. Mm. We are here to enjoy your kingdom. What you have given unto us. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Glory be to your Hallelujah. name. Hallelujah. When we gather again next week Father, we know and expecting that you will open us up yes, more yes, into Lord. the depth of yes. what you have for yes, us. Lord. Thank, you, Father. Thank you Father. We receive your protection. Yes, we receive healing. God, we receive it your it, grace it, and all the good things that Thank you have you, for Lord. us yes, Lord. Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: God bless you.